Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to the Garden oh. Report, not oh. Banner's broadcast, the Garden Report. Nick, you want to give a little explanation on this? Yeah, man. I mean, thanks. Thank you to Bobby Manning and, and of course, the Celtics blog, Banner's broadcast. Hey, dude, it, it brought us together, right? Bobby yeah. went on sabbatical. You and I became co-hosts. That's and right. We kind of got to to uh, talk hoops outside of TD Garden. Now, those who know, the Garden Report has 10 years has been – uh, a, a video programming outside of uh, our inside TD Garden, and, and now we kind of just merged the feeds, and we're going to be giving you more of what we gave you with banners, just under the Garden Report, for lack of a better word, banner. <laughs> under <laughs> so, the umbrella. Under the, the umbrella. umbrella. Yeah, right. yeah. And so, and it today, was a crazy weekend for the Garden Report. We'll get that at the end of the show, though, because somehow, some way, that is now pushed to the back of the show. I mean, mm-hmm. the NBA is is. The only Crazy. league that it's can fantastic. really con- continuously create headlines and make Monday mornings exciting. So oh, we're recording this at about 9.45 on Monday morning. And unless you're living under a rock, you probably know that <laughs> Anthony Davis requested a trade formally. I mean, it's not the most surprising thing, but it's now official. Rich Paul you know, contacted the, uh, the Pelicans and said he wants a trade. And, of course, Twitter exploded Ooh. and uh, kind of puts the Celtics in an interesting place because of course the Celtics cannot try and trade for Anthony Davis until the summer once Stop Kyrie there Chris now wait a minute because yes. I'm one I, our listeners may not be like uh I don't even know if I guess that's con- contractual experts in the NBA I'm certainly not so please explain to me why they cannot trade for Anthony Davis while Kyrie's on the team okay so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do my best Keith Smith impersonation here <laughs> I will I will not said, live up Keith? I will not live up to his his knowledge of the situation shoes because to fill. huge shoes to fill. I mean, he has God bless Keith. He has answered this question, I think, over a thousand times in the last six months. It's pretty remarkable. So, shout out to Keith Smith for teaching me this because before Keith, I didn't know about this either. And dude, but, shout out to Celtic Blog for you know because I've I've read it ten times continuously on explaining it. That's right. That's and I right. still don't. I, I mean, as well as Keith explains it, fifteen minutes later, I forget the name of the rule. Like, That's I'm right. just not retaining this. That's so explain right. so, it to me. Break it down. So, so it all goes back to Derrick Rose because Derrick Rose was the first player to sign this sort of extension. So it's players that are coming off of a rookie-scale contract. So it's their rookie deal, and it allows them to earn, I believe it's 30% of the cap as opposed to 25%. And so if you're eligible for this deal, that means you either won in the first four seasons of your career, Defensive Player of the Year award, 
an MVP award, or two All-NBA selections. What a crazy role. Right? So Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving both are on Rose Rule contracts. You cannot have two Rose Rule players on the same team. So unless Danny Ainge wanted to trade Kyrie Irving in a package for Anthony Davis, which is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. This can't happen until Kyrie signs his extension. You know, unless he's a extension. bad businessman and decides to resign now. Right, right, and that could would he even do that. He could he, resign midseason. He right? could, he could resign during the year, but it would lose him a ton of a ton money. Of it, would money. Make, it would make zero sense. So that won't happen. Um, so you can't trade for more than one player that has an extension underneath the Rolls Rule. It's a, it's a limitation with the Rolls Rule extensions. And when the Celtics traded for Kyrie in August of 2017. He was under that, so that's not possible. So the earliest they can do that trade is July 1st. But Jared Weiss, formerly of Celtics Blog, now of The Athletic, made a very good point this morning when he was kind of breaking down all of the craziness. He's not much with, better than Jared, especially on Twitter. He writes blog posts on Twitter. He does. And it's, I don't and know it's, how he gets around that, that 280 character rule, but somehow he has like 10 replies to himself that turns into – a better written piece than I can release in six months. Yeah, he, uh, he, he had a really exactly, and he kind of he mapped it out pretty pretty well. Basically, saying let me find the exact tweet, but what he was saying was, yeah, they can't make this trade until Kyrie officially opts out of the deal in July, but they can agree to this trade ahead of time. So if they're at the draft, they can the two te- the two excuse me the two sides can agree to this trade. But it won't be official until July. Wait, so, say that again. Okay, slow down. Say that one more time because I didn't. I only retained half of it. Say it so again. the trade can't be executed until Kyrie opts out of the current deal in July. So it can't be officially done until then. But so if, but the Pelicans then, and the Celtics can agree to this trade ahead of time. So prior to July. So in the okay, off season, so, so it just won't be executed until July. So Davis would have to remain with the Pelicans until July, but they'd have an agreement principle, or would it be an agreement would, in principle? It would be an agreement principle. So then, at the time of the draft, the trade would be in place, and the Celtics, with certain picks that were going to New Orleans, would then pick the players that New Orleans wants. The big in big wireless provider stands for a lot of things: big contracts, big bills, and big fees. What Big Wireless doesn't want you to know is there's a way to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Introducing Mint Mobile, the game-changing company that's taken everything wrong with Big Wireless and made it right. Mint Mobile makes it so easy to cut your bill down to just 15 bucks a month. You can even keep your old number along with all your existing contacts with any Mint Mobile plan. There's no more paying for unlimited data that you'll never use. And if you're not 100% satisfied... Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, plus free shipping on your Mint Mobile SIM card, go to mintmobile.com slash podcast. That's mintmobile.com slash podcast. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month and get free shipping on your Mint Mobile SIM card at mintmobile.com slash podcast. How would it hurt Kyrie to opt out or... Because he'd lose all that money on the resign if he opted he would, out now. He he would lose. I it's close to it, it's, like it's 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 over that. It's more. He would lose a lot of money. He it's more money than money. we'll ever see in our life. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. So <laughs> so don't uh, don't not cut us short yet. Don't cut us short just yet. But but yeah. So either way, it would make no sense. So that's not going to happen. 
Um, and this puts that that puts the Celtics in a pretty interesting spot now with you know him requesting a trade at the moment because obviously this gives the Lakers a little more leverage because ultimately in everyone's mind it kind of comes down to the Lakers and the Celtics and it's been that way for quite a while. It's been and, that way for about seventy five years. It, yes, it has. It has, and and I mean this has kind of been leading up. The, the the day Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors, it kind of put this in place. And right. so now this is all starting to go into motion as of this morning. Anthony Davis has no intention of signing a contract. He's requested a trade. And so the fact of the matter is it kind of pushes the Pelicans a little bit more to say maybe if Rich Paul and Anthony Davis are giving them that push, it could happen sooner than the offseason. Now, if I'm the Pelicans, there's no reason to do so. You know, you want to get as many offers as you can you want to yeah i was reading this on your twitter timeline so go ahead yeah yeah. you you want to play the field and i think the celtics more so than any other team they check all the boxes because it's also included in this report that anthony davis wants to go to a team that quote can win consistently and compete for a championship so the celtics check that box they have more draft picks and young assets than any other team so they Mm -hmm. check that box and Mm -hmm. i think they give they just present far more opportunities in terms of getting a lot back. I think when, when I'm sorry, I'm babbling here a lot, but I think no, when, it's great. This is great. Keep going. When you when you have a, a star player on the block like this, a lot of people immediately assume to these crazy trade packages that are thrown in this case the Pelicans' way. It's not always the case, and the return is oftentimes a lot less than people think. And so, a lot of these offers that the Pelicans are going to be getting before the trade deadline, they're not going to be as flashy as people think. And so, in my opinion, another thing, if you're the Pelicans that you'd like to wait on, is you want to wait on the draft lottery to figure itself out. Because, mm-hmm. you know, and also the season as well, because you want to know what these picks are that you're getting in return. Because if you're, say, getting shipped the Grizzlies pick from the Celtics, well, if the Grizzlies trade Marc Gasol and, and Conley, then they're probably going to get a top five pick because they're going to suck. And if that pick is top five, it's the Grizzlies pick this year, and it gets pushed to next year. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that can come into play here where if they do the trade, you know, say in the next month or so before the deadline on February 7th, there's still going to be some uncertainty there. So if I'm the Pelicans, I wait just to really play the field. But again, the Lakers have some leverage, and I can see why that concerns Celtics fans a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about the Lakers in a second, but the, back to staying with the Celtics for one second. Okay, so there's been rumors subtle rumors you know uh, regarding Jalen Brown Terry Rozier some of our young the Celtics young talent uh, Danny looking to shop them at the deadline to mix it up a little bit shake up the, the roster a little bit did they just secure their jobs throughout or being in green throughout the rest of the season because it, it, it's my thought and I could be wrong here again I'm no expert but Danny to me would want to covet all his assets to make that trade in the offseason if the Pelicans don't make a deal prior to the trade deadline yeah, yeah, I think obviously this makes it all the more likely because everyone knew, but that Anthony Davis wasn't going to resign in New Orleans. It just didn't. It just didn't add mm-hmm. up. But mm-hmm. he was being very polite about it until now. So oh now my he just God, made he it. has been like, yeah. you know, give him the gentleman of the year award. To, to, to be fair, it. yeah, really, and he's he hasn't gotten a lot of credit for that. And granted, you probably shouldn't get credit for something like but that. In this but league, you have to. Yeah, no the way the way things go in this league, you really should. So it, it is interesting. I don't think. Before this, I didn't think the Celtics were going to make a trade at the deadline, and I still don't think they will. But I think you're right. I think it solidifies the fact that someone like Terry or Jalen Brown, they're just going to stick tight because they need him in the offseason. Now, again, if Terry's included in this Terry, deal, right. it, it's going to end up being a sign-and-trade sign sort of trade, thing. Right. 
Yeah, right. and and it's I don't know. I mean, I saw a lot of people this morning talking about Gordon Hayward being included in the deal. He's got sixty three million dollars yeah, guarantee. Man. I don't no see one's him having. Hayward. I don't see him having that much trade value at all at this point no on the market. Just Would you touch of, him? No, I wouldn't. And there's a yeah. lot of uncertainty with his explosiveness and his inconsistency right now. And then you add in all that money, it's like God. I don't see anyone grabbing that. But yeah, I I, I don't know. It's a it's an interesting twist solely because you're going to see the Lakers probably throw a boatload of stuff at New Orleans. Yeah, Magic Johnson right now is just probably going crazy, and or, and or LeBron. In the midst of what I think is starting again, the LeBron versus Luke Walton. Like, I, you know, I, if I'm Anthony Davis, I, I don't know. Well, I'm biased, I guess. I mean, but I don't want to go to L.A. Yeah, yeah. And I see, I, I, and, and I agree LeBron's with you. wingman. I, I agree with you. And again, I want everyone to remember, I was telling people on, uh, uh, this morning, I I enjoy this kind of thing because I like coming from a non-biased opinion because I'm not a Celtics fan. I'm a I'm a tortured Wizards fan sitting here talking about <laughs> and this. And you so. need to make, keep saying that over and over, man. Yeah, Anytime like this, ever, ever, anybody calls you biased, because yeah. I know it to be true. Yeah, and, you and, and I'm not... You are a tortured Wizards fan. <laughs> I, I am. You're, you're the one who has to deal with me after good Celtics games complaining about Bradley Beal. So so this is this kind of gives me a unique perspective from being able to be engraved with all, the, all you Celtics people and then having a, a non-biased opinion, but I just think winning consistently and the thought of winning championships, yeah, that would become the case if AD teams up with LeBron, but it's far more solidified in Boston. And from the Pelicans' side, the the Celtics have so many more assets and so much more opportunity to you know for your future than the Lakers do. That's just, that's just the truth. Um, and so I think they check boxes on both sides of this. It's not just for the Pelicans. It's also for Anthony Davis. What a crazy situation. I mean, and for the Celtics, you know, who have struggled with, I hate to even get into this conversation, but who have struggled with leadership issues. You know, Kyrie has been really, really working at it. Let's put it that way. And I think he's coming a long way. But to add an Anthony Davis to the mix, there. You know, there's Kyrie's wingman. Now he's got, I don't know, it just it just seems to me. Plus, on top of that, I didn't even finish the last point, but on top of that, you've got years of, of potential with the Celtics, a decade yeah. of contention yeah. if, they play, if they play their cards right. And with the Lakers, sure, they're instant contenders and maybe, you know, second title favorites right under Golden State if, he, if Davis teams up with LeBron. But that's fine. That is going to end at some point in the next five years. Granted, the contract's only three years, but how long would it take LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Magic Johnson to really build a team that could win titles, multiple titles in a four four year stretch of time? Well, the reason I say that is because LeBron is human. Like, let's all remember, yeah. he's pl- he, he 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 doesn't seem human. I don't, he's like Tom Brady. He's like continually getting older, but getting better as he ages. No one's like Tom Brady. Point. Bite your tongue. No one's I, like I, Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, you know what? I take that back. Especially there's, this week. there's, but, see, there's my bias sticking out. There. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, you know, you're. I, I gotta say though, but LeBron, there's gotta be a point where I remember saying this about Kobe. There's gonna be a point where he slows down, and with Kobe, it happened with that Achilles injury, if you remember. Yeah. You know, he never really. He came back, and then the Lakers kind of sucked, but. Kobe was never, never really the same after that. Mm-hmm. There's got and LeBron has evaded injuries. Uh, he's durable. You know, for the, he's impressively. For the most part. He's extremely durable, and it's really, and really impressive. Tons but, of miles on his legs. Whereas the Celtics, Davis could come in there, and Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving could lead the team into multiple championships for 
a decade. They could really yeah. contend for a decade. And I, I totally agree. But the argument to I'm, – I'm on your side. The argument to be made from the Lakers' side, however, is the way they have their team structured at the moment. Because going yeah, into this offseason, you have KCP, Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, JaVale McGee, Tyson Chandler, and Zubak all coming off. They're mm-hmm. all off the books, all of them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that is one, two, three, four, five. That's six. That's seven players on, on expiring deals that are all going to be open this year. So it leaves them a lot of leeway. Obviously, LeBron's sitting there with $113 million guaranteed, but right. it leaves them a lot of leeway in terms of salary to go out and grab a good supporting cast. Obviously, that's much more difficult to do, where in Boston you're already established. You already have the cast here. Um, but again, a lot of that comes into question, too, because say you go and get Anthony Davis, well, what kind of cast do you have afterwards? Like, the do you trade? No, the Celtics. Like, do the you Celtics. have to get rid of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Terry Rozier and picks to go get him? Like, would you? Would you? Would you trade? Say all three of those guys. Say oh. you. Do, say you. Say you manage to get a sign and trade with Rozier. Do you put Tatum, me, Brown, <laughs> and Rozier and picks for Anthony Davis? thing that kills me is Tatum I mean I I know maybe he, he I don't know if he regressed a little bit this year but he's not quite as as whatever but he said the potential is uh, I just hate to lose Jason Tatum I, I I feel like he's the next generation of Celtics basketball for the next 15 years so I mean, yeah he's awesome and people forget right now what we're seeing like he's he's very good right now and he's he was great on the defensive a, side and against he's a Golden State. Sophomore. I mean, he's on. a sophomore he's a sophomore and he is Really, really, right now, the second option on this team because Marcus Morris, since his neck injury, hasn't been as consistent. So they've been turning to Tatum as that second option. And people forget this time last year, he was at the rookie wall. Like, he, he yes, was not he was. good. Yep. He was not he good. He had at about this an eight game year. stretch. Didn't he? About an eight, ten, ten game stretch. Even, even more than that. Yeah. He struggled. That? He struggled until late February, early March. And so the fact That's of the true. matter is, is, is he has leaps and bounds made progress compared to last year. So I agree with That's that. That's a but really, really good point. It needs to be brought up when people criticize him. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, I don't <laughs> – I love him, and I love the way he plays. But if I'm the Celtics, <sighs> I ship all three of those guys out with picks. For but do, okay, so let's talk about that for a minute then. I ship What does out. the roster look like when you get rid of your – forget Rozier because we know he's leaving anyway. So mm-hmm. when you when you get – when you let your – you know – well, this time last year, or not this time, maybe uh, at the start of the season, we were calling them, what, uh, uh, 7-11 or something, Brown and, and Tatum. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those two have kind of been matched up. And, and you know, I'm, I'm not the huge Jalen Brown fan. And, yeah. But to, to see both those guys leave, what does that leave left for Kyrie and Anthony Davis, especially well, with Al's contract expiring? Yeah, you've got Al's contract up after next season. He's got a player option after this year for about thirty million. So you you assume that he'll take that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting. I mean, do you go and you throw in a guy like you know a little throwback for Celtics fans, but maybe you get Etwan Moore alongside of oh Anthony Davis in right. return, and and it brings a role player like that in because then you're looking at Horford, Hayward, Irving, Marcus Smart. Ideally, you can try and sign re-sign Marcus Morris. And Anthony Davis, I mean, that's pretty good. Then you go and get a couple role players. I don't know. It's it's tough because a lot of the appealing factors for people with Anthony Davis coming in is having him surrounded by all those young guys plus Kyrie Irving. So it's and difficult. The other thing is with Hayward kind of really taking maybe, I don't know if he's taking longer than expected, but I think everybody expected to see maybe a little more progress. So it's him not 
progressing exactly as quick as fans would like him to. Where does that leave there? They have a starting five with Hayward kind of playing like a role player right now and not not great. And then Morris expiring deal. I mean, it's it would be scary for me if I were Anthony Davis to go to it to that team to the Celtics at that point because how do they compete with no bench and already you're taking. They already have chemistry issues. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm trying to process everything you're teaching me right now. There's a lot on both a, sides. It's, it's extremely overwhelming. Like I, my blood pressure at 7:30 this morning was through oh, the roof. I, I already had to Be- take a Xanax, dude. Because I'm just kidding. It, I'm it kidding. Was, <laughs> it, it was it was ridiculous. I mean, trying to comprehend everything that's going on on both sides of this deal, and just trying to get a sense from around the league about you know how people are feeling and. I if if I had to guess, I don't think anything's going to happen before the deadline. I think this will all push to the off season because again, that bodes well for the Celtics, right? It does. It really does bode well for the Celtics. But if you're the Pelicans, and I know people will say, "Well, you you're just saying this because you cover the Celtics," but really, if you're the Pelicans, why do it now and eliminate other potential options? The other the the Lakers options and whoever the I don't know who whatever other teams are trying to throw things at you, they're still going to be there. In the offseason, it's not like they're going anywhere and, and they're still going to have their assets and they're probably going to have but a better idea Pelicans, of their dude. assets. So, <laughs> but it's the Pelicans, a team that had all these years to fix their situation to keep one of the you know top three players in the league and they haven't done it. Really crushing if you're if you're involved with them as a fan, as a as anything. It it's, well, has to be so frustrating. And not, not reassuring because they've not really been a great front office to begin with. So... If you're a Pelicans fan, God, you want to get as much back as possible. And if you're the Pelicans front office, I take your advice. I wait to see what I – but I don't know that they'll do it. I think that they, they may just pull the trigger to, to get a disgruntled player out of there or honor the fact that he's been so loyal to them. Yeah, I mean, if, if – yeah, but then yeah, – I don't know, man. Like you throw in like these other options like say – Anthony Davis is from Chicago. Like, throw. Don't forget about the Bulls in here. Say the Bulls. Oh come on. On May four. I'm just saying these are all things that you have to weigh if you're the Pelicans. Yeah. yeah. Say the Bulls win the draft lottery on May 14th, and then they give you Zion. They give you the pick. Like you're not going to be able to do that if you make a move before February 7th. If you wait mm-hmm. after February 7th, there's a chance. There's a legitimate chance that the Bulls give you some sort of package That's a good point. to get Anthony Davis and bring him home. That includes the number one pick. And then all That's of a, a sudden point. you have Zion Williamson. Like, there is a world of possibilities here. This is why the NBA is fantastic. Because here's a team that's completely irrelevant in the Bulls. Almost embarrassing, right? And in one season it could turn around and they could be, you know, top three, top two, top one it's, contenders it's, in the East. It's ridiculous. And and it's – there are so there's, – there's weird – Trade talks always create weird leverage in weird places. And, and weird arguments yeah, <laughs> with <yeah>. fans. <laughs> and it's like, I, I just, oh man, I don't know. I'm I'm reading through my Twitter feed right now, and there are just so don't many. Don't do it. Don't there's do it. so many takes and so many people. I mean, I can't, it's it's so overwhelming. So what if you could make, say you're the Celtics, what's your first offer that you throw at New Orleans? I'm putting you on the spot here. But it's just a what? – what is your first offer that you throw at them? If I'm the Celtics? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I'm putting you on because the, how, I'm putting you on the you front office include, spot. Well, it, how, do you, how do the Pelicans accept anything that doesn't include Jason Tatum? How, how do you do that? So, yeah. And I, I 
do you trade Tatum for – you have to trade Tatum for Anthony Davis. It's just such a – I'm glad I'm not Danny Ainge, dude. <laughs> I find it hard to believe that the Pelicans would accept a deal without Jason Tatum. Exactly. I find that really hard to believe. And you people are – Anthony Davis is so damn good. Like, it is ridiculous, and he's already so established, and I just really find it tough to, to believe. I mean, granted, the Celtics do have a ton of assets. And they could throw a lot of picks and a lot of good young players, but Jason Tatum diminishing be, diminishing assets. So if they keep playing this year, yeah, they, they've got to be they've got to be Tatum has to be included in that, and he has to be know. or Al. I don't want to see Al go, and I don't know that he commands it, the the return of Davis, like Davis in return at his age and with yeah, I, just, a I don't option. see a team like the Pelicans being intrigued by an asset like Al Horford just because of his age and where he is in his career. Uh, I mean, if they, I hate it, it would be devastating to see Al Horford go. And yeah. I know I sound like a fan, and maybe there is a little bit of fanboy in me here because I love Al. Yeah, Horford. and I, I get, I totally get that. But there, there, and and I don't think that's a concern. Like I, I really would be shocked if that if he were included in the deal because again, there's no value there for the Pelicans. Like why, why are you trying to acquire a 32 year old? Well, the only big value the that's there, option? Chris, is is you're you're shipping out the leader of your team, obviously dominant force, and you're even if you bring Tatum. Brown and Rozier over, you're looking at what is rumored to be the triumvirate of all of the locker room issues. So you're now sending over three young guys with, um, you know, either 22 or less, right? Yeah. Who are having a hard time meshing with Kyrie Irving, which and 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 the current roster, right? So you send them over to to the Pelicans on their own. Who's going to lead that team? I mean, granted, you got Tatum and there's unlimited amount of talent. He will develop into a leader. Uh, that's a process too. So maybe they would want Al because Al brings stability and a leadership force. I don't know. Yeah. Or would accept I, Al. I don't know if they'd want him, but maybe they'd accept him in a deal. I mean, maybe they would accept the only, the only way that I could see them taking him in any sense is if they know that he's going to drop that player option and bounce. And yeah. that way they can clear caps. They can clear the space. Yeah. That's the yeah. only in only in a, in a space clearing move. I can see that because a 32 year old big man, who's taking up a potential mark of $30 million next yeah. season just makes no sense for them. It doesn't He's make more valuable sense. to the Celtics than he is to any other team at that. 100%. Contract. It's like Marcus Smart. Yeah. He's more valuable. Yeah. Yep, but exactly. But it, for me, at what least, about Marcus Smart? But, no, no, that, no, no. I can't even I, put that in. I, I am too attached to him. <laughs> okay. So even, wait a minute, Chris, I can't you'll send Tatum it. out to the Pelicans, but not smart, not Marcus Smart. I love Marcus Smart. So do I, I have an undying love for Marcus Smart. But no, again, that for me, I would I would ship him off too. But that would again, it comes back to the value. And teams don't value Marcus Smart like the Celtics do because he oh, is I important. <laughs> he's good teams value him like the yeah, Celtics do. Yeah, you're a team right, yeah. like the Pelicans do not. Right, right. And they're right, not gonna right. wanna give him I mean, what's What's smart do? He's due, I think, twelve million next yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, he's third, on a favor. He's on a contract that's favorable to the team. Right. He's got. He's. Got, I mean, he's guaranteed though until twenty twenty two. Right. And right, I think he's right. got twelve next year, thirteen and fourteen the following. That's almost fifty two million dollars. So mm, yeah, that, yeah, a, yeah. A, a team like the Pelicans, I don't think they're willing to pay a, a, an elite defensive player that much money when they're essentially and they don't know everything they don't know everything he does in practice and in the locker room and what a leader hey, marcus he is. smart is as the ultimate value in my eyes but i me too it, i mean he's I, been the backbone of the team yeah leadership yeah. wise and it's crazy we're going to be having these discussions forever at this point now that the re- trade request is official but i think in my mind the way to kind of wrap this and i don't know your thoughts you can give me your final thoughts as well but 
even if Anthony Davis and Rich Paul are trying to push their way out, they want out of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense for the Pelicans to push and and work with that until Boston can get involved in the summer because frankly that pushes their leverage up. It pushes New Orleans leverage up, not just Boston's. Because at that point, they can turn to the Lakers and say, oh, yeah, well, Boston right. is giving us this, this, and this, you get so bump yours up. Right. And you it, get into it, a bidding it, war with two teams who have a, a, an enormous amount of, of, of tra- value they could trade away. Yeah, and people really focus on the leverage that it gives Boston, but it gives New Orleans more more leverage than anything because that because the other teams in the market know that Boston's now involved. And so... In my opinion, man, you you just gotta you just gotta wait it out if you're New Orleans, and that's tough for some people to swallow. But I think that's just the way it works. Listen, I mean, so here's my my closing thoughts on the Davis discussion. We mentioned I mentioned leadership about 16 times in that that whole breakdown you did in regards to the Celtics. That to me, take Davis out of the whole entire discussion. Yeah, that to me just proves that the Celtics are really needing, you know, a leader, someone to unify them. And uh, that doesn't bode real well for them uh, this season. I I don't know. So my closing thoughts, honestly, are you do whatever you got to do, short of Kyrie Irving. I think he's the only guy on the team that's – and it's hard for me to say it when you got, you know, Tatum, Al, Smart, all those guys and people that are really, really, you know, great uh, assets to our team, contributors uh, to the Celtics. I – the fact of the matter is you have to go after Anthony Davis. You have to, and you have to almost appease Kyrie too. What's up everyone. I have to admit something on behalf of most guys. We're pretty terrible at taking care of our health, whether it's a knee injury or something worse. Guys are usually more comfortable just rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. My buddy is extremely guilty of it. He hurt his back skiing last winter and he's been using a foam roller ever since, but he won't see a doctor. Well, the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED do not get treated. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman's a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. No waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face convos, no trips to the pharmacy. Everything is discreet online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com garden. Fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Guys, enough is enough. Go online and get, and get checked by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle, but with Roman, it's really easy. So take care of it. For a free online visit, again, that's a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com garden. That's GetRoman.com slash garden for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash garden. Yeah, and Kyrie and Anthony Davis have a good relationship. Really good relationship. You know, Kyrie honestly has a good relationship with all stars around the NBA and now even with LeBron James. So it's Again, back yeah, with, well, with, that with everyone. Yeah, well, probably going to start. But what is that? I mean, that's another thing to think about. I, I know after every bad loss that Kyrie notches another career high in assists or steals is playing otherworldly. The, and this may be the fanboy in me as well. I don't d- deny that I'm a Celtics fan. I don't care what people think. Uh, but the truth is, every time that happens, though, there's a part of me that says, oh, dude, if this guy takes back his word, if I'm Kyrie, would I stay with this team? It's a friggin' mess. I, again, I think it all has to do I, – I don't I don't think it's as much of a mess as, as – as, as I – as the drama that I create. What, what, what is, what's the mess that you're referring to? The, the locker room mess? 
Well, I think the locker room mess is starting to cure itself. I, I think, think that's overblown. I don't think that's a mess at all. At, at no, and I, and I think that where it was messy, and it was for a week or two, I think that they've Brad Stevens has righted the ship there. Whether there's still you know, some friction behind the closed doors, I don't think there is, but maybe there is. But good thing we don't know because that's a good team. A good team doesn't air their laundry out. Um, yeah. I guess if I'm if I'm Kyrie, thing? if I'm Kyrie and I'm looking at the structure of this roster, I'm not concerned at all. I mean, obviously Gordon Hayward's contract is a is an ugly look Albatross. on the yeah. structure, but like again, you've got a lot of young talent. There's a lot of assets in your future and you're well, set up pretty year well. Of Gordon too, and he's the type of guy that's so loyal that he's going to he will if he, you know, if he gets back to where he was, he will resign with the Celtics. Yeah, I I, I just know? I don't I don't I, if I'm Kyrie, I'm not worried about the situation at all. I think it's just fine. But to answer your question about the mess, I I think that the, I still think even and we're going to talk Golden State now, but even after the Golden State game, I, I think the Golden State game is a good indicator of of the the fact that they just are not cohesive. They lack a little bit of mental. The Golden State game is. Yeah, look at no, I'm man, you're the last, crazy. Look at the last sixty seconds, dude. You're how many crazy. times do you see you're Golden State crazy. make that many you're, unforced? You're saying. How you're, many, how you many think times that game is is a bad is a bad look for the team as a whole? I think the game itself is reassuring because the Celtics will play with competition that's at their level or higher, and they can play alongside of them and they get up for those games. I think the last sixty seconds or two minute minute of the game where Golden State gave up the ball four to five times and the Celtics could not capitalize on that. That's a bad look, man, and no one's talking about it because they the Celtics they, did compete the entire game, and it was did. a good game. But late-game execution, late execution isn't a long-term concern because if you look at that game, the Warriors' late-game execution was, yeah, sucked. But, but I think that's part of my point is you're not going to get the Warriors to make those kind of mistakes very often. So when you're, they you're do, and, you, and when they do, and when you have an opportunity, Brad Stevens' teams will connect on that opportunity. And they did not – it was like – you heard the garden, by the way, and I saw you tweet this. We were all tweeting it. I, you know, I don't. I haven't heard it that loud in a non-playoff game in a long time. But it was dejected in that last sixty seconds because everybody was in shock. It was like how many? How I've many? got, I've got a couple. I've got, I've got a couple of thoughts here. My, <laughs> my head is spinning a little bit. So Go first ahead. off, I, I had positive takeaways from that game. Obviously, the late too. game, the late game execution sucked, but that doesn't concern me with a coach like Brad Stevens. They'll figure that out. They just need to be able to not ball watch Kyrie as much late and have a secondary option. Cause when Clay Thompson forced that ball out of his hands, they were, you know, they were in trouble, but either stop that, way, stop with that point and hold, yeah. hold the rest of them. Let me just react to that one first. Yeah. yeah, do it. First of all, this has not been the best season for Brad Stevens. I think we can all admit that. And he's had a tough season. Second of all, it has not been uncommon for Brad Stevens teams to have one player control the ball, score all the points and all the teammates sit, stand around and watch. We watched it with it for two seasons, right? I mean, there was so much ball watching going on. I mean, Mr. Fourth Quarter, no one even moved outside the three-point yeah, I don't line. know if I'd call that ball. I mean, it was a lot of high screen and roll plus ball. But, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's similar. Yeah, what I'm saying is it's easy when you have dominant players like Kyrie and Isaiah at that time to sit back and marvel at what they're doing and not re- and kind of get sucked into the game. And, 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 and the, it happened quite a bit in the IT era, and you're seeing it happen now with Kyrie – and really, the IT era, you say, okay, well, he wasn't surrounded. He was had Al there, but he wasn't surrounded by mega talent or the, the amount of talent Kyrie is. That's what makes it so difficult for me now. Frustrating. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, I mean, the point. only the only concern that I had from that Golden State game was Hayward's just another lack of consistency. Again, that's a tough game to judge him on. I mean, 
that game is far too fast for him. He has no place in a game against Golden State. Let me just start by saying I love Brad Stevens. It's far be it for me to second-guess him, but I'm going to. In a game against Golden State where you just said it, Hayward was put in a position to fail. You should limit his minutes in that point. And it's not just Gordon Hayward. If there was a bad matchup for Tatum or – let's leave it with Gordon at this point. You should limit his minutes when he's got nothing on both ends of the court because everybody's saying, oh, you got to play him into confidence. No, dude, that's hurting his confidence. So in my – in, in my, if it were, if I were the coach, which I'm clearly not, I probably play, I play Gordon, the, you know, his first eight, eight minutes or so and see how he's reacting to the game. And if he's not able to really, uh, if he's only hurting you on offense, you've got to then sit him, not just for the betterment of the team, but for the betterment of Hayward's growth and confidence, because he was put in a position to fail on Saturday night. I said it the whole game. He yeah. should not have been. He should not have been in there in the second half of the game. He shouldn't have been in there. I agree. I wouldn't say he failed though. He was he was good on the defensive side of the ball, and he, he, he was at the end of the game in particular in the second he, half. He was I, good. I, I mean, besides besides Daniel Tice, who only played. I'm sorry. Besides Aaron Baines, who only played a couple minutes, he had the best defensive rating on the team. Um, so I, I, you know, it wasn't a complete failure on his part. But again, it's just he's been a step or two slow all season, and against an elite team like Golden State, that shines through. It's just that's unfortunate but he's been about five or six steps too slow i think at this point maybe he's two or three steps too slow i mean there has been some progress with gordon yeah and again i've i've said this a bunch of times i still think we're all being a little bit hypocritical here because before the season started we all put the all-star break as our like kind of turning point to say for him to recover we were all saying you know and and now we're starting to jump at it granted it is getting close and we're not seeing probably as much progress as we'd like but I think there is some hypocrisy here in terms of there, how there we're reacting. And yeah. I think the other side of it is fans don't look at defense the way we would look at defense. I mean, a lot of them are box score readers. And if yeah. you look at Gordon's box score, it's not been pretty. Um, he's had some good moments. I think the biggest – the hypocrisy is coming from the fact that you're not seeing him really establish himself in any part of the game, right, consistently. Yeah, yeah. He's, it's he's, consistent, you know what I mean? Consistently is the key word there, yeah. Yeah, you want to grab onto something and say, all right, he's got this. And he wants to grab – I would think he wants to grab onto something too because he needs to hold on to something that he's making progress with for his own confidence. Yeah, Maybe he's yeah. rebounding. Maybe he's playmaking. Maybe he is consistently playing the defense he did in Utah. And maybe he's a non-factor on offense, but he's contributing consistently on defense. And the struggle – I think the impatience and the hypocrisy is coming from that factor. Yeah, that's fair. You just can't have an 0-for-5 night against the Golden State Warriors. You can't. I don't care how bad it is. He missed easy shots. He didn't take enough shots, probably. I don't even know. He was a non-factor. He was all over the rim in those five shots. I think he missed a layup. It was just ugly. Yeah, it was ugly. And and you know what? You look at it, Chris, like a team like uh, Golden State, which saw him, what, three or four times a year when he was in Utah, now seeing him for the first time after the injury, it's got to be a bit jarring. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're it, probably saying, well, they are saying to each other anonymously, you know, he looks, you know, uh, you know, he's lacking on both ends of the court. Uh, yeah, they're not wrong. The word, no, not they're wrong. not wrong. Yeah. No, he's a liability on offense. I don't think he's a liability on defense, which is funny because on defense, you need your feet as much as you do, almost more, uh, no, probably equally as much as you do on offense. So I don't know, man. All I know is, the NBA is fantastic because we just sat fantastic. for 40 minutes and just bull, 
you yeah. know, BS'd yeah. and, and solved all the world's problems. And we can, an, another one real quick, we can, uh, just before we wrap up as we're recording this, here's a report from Brad Turner of the LA Times. He said he's hearing from sources that if the Lakers do want Anthony Davis, who has requested a trade, LA has to start the deal with Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, no Zubak, problem. and a number one no. pick. So that's yeah, the, but I, 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 I moved that if I'm LA. I have no, I mean, I, for Anthony Davis? I that too, but if, I, but if I'm the Pelicans, do I get accept out of here. it? See you later. I'm all set. Well, Keep. wait. Say what? Say what? Uh, that reporter just reported. Hold Again, on now. say it. I, I just like lost the report. It's 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 Lonzo Kuzma Zubak and a number one pick. Now he phrased it as a number one pick, so I don't really know if that right. means a first round pick or right, right. a number one overall pick, which the Lakers obviously won't get. So right. I don't know, but that's just the first package that has well, been thrown out. There. Okay, what does that tell you if you're a Celtics fan? That tells me that the Celtics still have the, the oh, Lakers. The, the, the Celtics still have a far better package, like yeah, by, you know by a mile. The Lakers or the Celtics do. The Celtics. Do. The Celtics have a better package. Yeah, this is going to be so ridiculous, and I'm definitely going to get killed in the comments for even saying it. But you know, back when KG was rumored to come here, everybody cited the weather in Boston, the nightlife in Boston. You know, not being suitable to. Um, you know, an NBA superstar to come here. Remember, Boston free agents will never come here until Al Horford, right? Yep. So, but you're looking at Davis, who, you know, he's a Chicago guy. He's used yeah. to this weather, if not yeah. worse. I mean, you the know? only, so, the, I mean, the, it's not the, like a the, weather because these guys are enamored with LA because it's LA. You know, the great weather, you know. Yeah, and it's already been and it's already been reported from Rich Paul that the selling point for Davis is the is winning consistently and championships. So I think that covers the Celtics and checks. One more thing. One more thing. How many? I wasn't one of them because I. I'll tell you. How many fans and media members hit the notification alert button on Woj the minute this happened? Oh, like every. I did with Goodman, to be honest with you. Which like to to turn on the notifications? Yeah, I mean, everybody hit the notification button on. On who their go-to sources, and I would say a oh, lot of those man. go-to sources are Woj, right? So you, you I, I would be you would be sick. You would vomit if you found out how many notifications I have on for so many reporters. Really? And that I've had. Oh my god, yeah. Doesn't I have, that drive you crazy? Yeah, but it. I I don't miss anything. I've got notifications on for probably fifteen plus people. I'm not on that list. I don't yeah, blame you, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've got, I've got, I've got it all. It's Woj, Shams. I've got them all on there, and it's yeah. That's the way I, to my go. go-to is Shams and, and Goodman, and and Woj. Uh, I mean, I have nothing against him. I have a lot of respect for the guy, but you know, I just they're they're just not, he's not my go-to guy. You know, although he does have the scoop, you know, yeah. quite a yeah. bit. He's got great yeah. contacts around the league. Either way, it's going to be a fun lead up to the trade deadline fun couple weeks nick i'm sure we'll be talking about anthony davis soon at the at the garden this is jeff goodman host of the good and plenty podcast on the clns media network we've got two podcasts every tuesday we've got the nba edition anyway i've known boogie a long time and i like him now we didn't get along forever. Hold on, ago. man. Hold on. Since you you bringing up Boogie, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. Have you told the story you you and Boogie's interaction a few times? That would make for golden podcast material right there. When 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 he cornered me coming out of STK in, in Vegas. <laughs> every Thursday we've got the college hoops edition where you'll find the top coaches, players, media people. You get insight that you will not find anywhere else. So subscribe to the Good and Plenty podcast wherever you get your podcasts or find us on www.clnsmedia.com.